I'm Jamie Mo Crazy, and you're listening to Life Gets Mo Crazy, where we'll hear from people who either been through a trauma or helped someone else through. Listen and learn strategies you can implement in your life. So when a metaphorical avalanche slides you down the mountain of life, you can climb an alternative peak with the best view. We are here today with Jeff Gregg, a mental fitness coach. He can teach you how to get in the zone. And from someone who's been an athlete her entire life, I know how valuable it is to understand what your mind can accomplish. Hi, Jeff. How are you? I'm great, Jamie. How are you doing? Thank you so much for that very kind introduction. And thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's, uh, you know, we got a chance to chat once before, and uh, then we also got to do a golf lesson at one point. So it's been really fun getting to know you. Thank you. And that golf lesson was great. And now I have my golf clubs and everything all set up. So we might have to hang out again another time. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, not right now, because right now there's snow everywhere. I know. It's time to get in the backcountry. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. So to start out the conversation, let me ask you this question. How can mental fitness help you when your life becomes a little bit more crazy? Well, there's, uh, you know, speaking from someone or, or as someone who's uh, had some struggles with cut concussions, but also working with athletes to try to help them improve their mental fitness. I think the first two areas that most people want to jump into is um, being able to focus properly and also being able to deal with emotions. Uh, a lot of times when we get jilted, whether it's from an injury, like when I had concussions or when an athlete comes to me and they're not performing the way that they want to, it usually has to do with the fact that the they can't control their focus from day to day. So their performances are really kind of up and down or they're struggling with emotions, dealing with pressure or dealing with anger or frustration. So those are usually the first two areas that I jump on. And the, the biggest benefit of focus is just feeling like from day to day, you have a little bit more control of where your mind goes in certain situations, being able to be a little bit more present and be a little bit more directed. And with the emotions, I mean, emotions are part of life, but uh, it's really important both as athletes and as people that we can learn to minimize the distraction of emotions at the times we need to do that. You know, it's not that we're going to block the emotions or not experience them, but if you can separate yourself from them when they're challenging you a lot, that can be a really big game changer just for day-to-day -day life. Amazing. So what you just shared was with mental fitness, it's really helpful to help you learn how to focus and deal with your emotions. Those are the two strong venues that mental fitness helps with. Yeah, I call them the key dynamics of mental fitness. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of aspects to mental fitness, but the, the core things that each of us needs to learn to strengthen and tune and improve is the focus and the emotions. Because once you start there and you get more fit in those two areas, uh, it makes the whole rest of the mental fitness process much, much easier. Amazing. 
So what are some good habits that people can build to help their key dynamics of mental fitness? Well, as far as the focus goes, uh, I always start all of my athletes out uh, with um, a combination of meditation and breathing exercises. And the reason for that is very simple. Meditation has been around for thousands of years. So it's not something I've tuned in or anybody recently has tuned in. People have been meditating to be able to control their focus literally for thousands of years. And uh, the breathing exercises are really super simple and very powerful way to get into it. Uh, one of my favorites is actually called alpha breathing. Uh, they've done some research studies recently and found that when you breathe in a certain pattern, which is alpha breathing, it actually triggers a certain brainwave frequency, which gives you a very strong sense of presence. So it helps you calm down. It helps you become more present, helps you quiet down the emotions. So uh, to me, that's kind of the starting point. Now, obviously, I try to adapt everything to each individual athlete and their situation. But that foundation of learning to recognize the difference between presence and when you're distracted, that's the big start. And the breathing exercises are just a great way to do it because you can do it anywhere, anytime, and it doesn't take very long. So, Great. So, yeah, your two um, habits that you wanted to focus on with meditation and breathing exercise for focus and and breathing is really important. Um, alpha breathing. So let's talk a little bit more about alpha breathing. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, what exactly is that? So it's what they found with research is that um, our brain waves, and the brain waves are one of the two key things that determine how you feel. Your brain chemistry and your brain waves are the way that your brain communicates with your body and tells you, you know, what you're going to feel like. So if you're in a certain brainwave frequency dominance, you're going to feel a certain way. So the alpha breathing, basically when you breathe in a particular rhythm, and that rhythm is very simple. It's just when you breathe five breaths per minute. So in for six seconds and then out for six seconds. So that equals five breaths in a minute. That creates a dominance of the alpha brain waves, which is the presence and the calm and the meditative frequency. So uh, just going, just following that particular rhythmic count triggers all kinds of really helpful processes in the body and the brain that uh, causes you to be able to access the state of presence and get rid of distractions a little bit. Um, and it's one of the simplest ways I know because there are definitely a lot of meditative practices and breathing exercises that can take months or even years to get benefits. But I've had athletes tell me that they could notice the difference from alpha breathing within a day or two, and they could use it in their competitions that same week. And that's kind of fun. And it's also very unusual. Usually when you're making mental fitness changes, sometimes it takes time for the patterns in your body to change. But the the alpha breathing, uh, you can notice it very quickly and it triggers changes very quickly as well. Great. So when you're when you're doing alpha breathing before a competition, how it, it's five breaths per minute, but how long should you do that for? Um, I, it really depends on each individual and depends on your situation. So when I'm uh, working with athletes and I'm just getting them started in alpha breathing and they're just doing it at home, I tell them they want to do it a minimum of five to 10 minutes per day and ideally 10 to 20 minutes per day if they can, because you just see the benefits a lot quicker. 
But uh, I, I've had ski racers, for example, last year who did one to two minutes of alpha breathing in their pre-race routine and noticed a very significant difference in their ability to deal with anxiety and nerves and um, being able to drop the tension levels in their body. Yeah, well, I, I didn't call it alpha breathing or knew that it changed your alpha brain waves, um, which is great information to know. But for me on my own, before I would do something, I was a little bit excited, nervous that, that they're both kind of intertwined. But when I was going to compete and I was going to do something new, right before I dropped in for my run, I would have re I would take really slow, deep breaths. Um, and I would just... And, and I felt like just every time when I did that, I would like, get in the zone and be ready to perform. And so just on my own, I found um, breathing to be beneficial to me as an athlete. Helps with focus and also emotion. And so it seems like the breathing will kind of do both. It helps you work on focusing to, to do the br breath work. And then also you said mm -hmm. it helps with the alpha brainwaves help help. help calm your your mind down yep absolutely yeah the the it's it's interesting when you start studying the 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 science of the brain with the psychology of our emotions and the physiology of the body the the connections are very very strong so the the alpha brainwave frequency triggers the ideal chemicals for performance because there's there's positive and negative chemicals that our body can produce but it also creates the physiology where it gets your uh, your breathing systems and your muscular tension systems working better. So everything all ties in together. And, you know, my key as a coach who works with athletes is I want to try to find the exercises uh, that people can get the most bang for the least amount of effort. So the most bang for the buck, if it were. Yeah. And you, you mentioned that you do um, mental fitness for athletes. Um, as an athlete, you're very active and physical. Do you see any differences between mental fitness for an athlete and mental fitness for an individual? Um, the the core concepts are exactly the same. So the the things that you would strengthen if you're just a person who wants to focus better at work or deal with emotions better on a daily basis, or if you're a, an elite athlete, the core concepts and the base things that you're strengthening are exactly the same. What changes is how you apply them. So, and that, that also changes when I'm working with athletes. I, I, we have to apply it differently for golf than we do for, say, a ski racer or a soccer player. So the things that I work on with individuals, and it's been pretty interesting too, like I've worked with some kids and the parents say that they've noticed that the other brothers and sisters are trying it and it's helped them in school. So it just validates the idea that when you learn how to strengthen and tune your focus and when you learn how to manage your emotions, um, I do it most of the time for sports applications, but uh, the, the core concepts and the core strengthening and tuning is really the same across the board, whether you're just trying to get better at work, you know, have more fun in life, or you're an elite athlete trying to get to the Olympics. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that a lot of the core concepts for being an athlete and whatever you want to accomplish in life, anything, if you have a goal and you want to reach that goal, a lot of these concepts play into it. 
Um, and being an athlete my whole life, I love being an athlete. And um, I was just, I was also wondering if, I know the core concepts are the same, but do you see an improvement on your mental activity if you are do, doing some other form of fitness or some other form of athletics? So like, would you suggest setting goals in golf to help your mental fitness for an example? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, one of the, there, there's kind of a key balancing act when it comes to goals. Uh, ideally, what you want to do, if you, let's say you want to have better mental fitness, you want to um, set a very high goal for what you're trying to do, but you need to balance that by having a, what I call a success progression. You need to set up a number of little steps that will help you get to that goal. So if you just establish a goal and, and you want to try to get to that goal, you're most of the time going to experience some failures and you're going to experience some frustration. But if you take the time to set up a series of small steps that you can achieve on the way to that goal, you get to the end goal better, but you also have a lot more fun in the process because you're, you're getting little bits of positive feedback all along the way. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I um, say it's all about it's fine to have these growth goals in your mind. Yeah, if you don't set little attainable goals that you can accomplish every day, it's so humiliating and overwhelming and it just seems so far away and you're going to just hit in it. And I love how you mentioned having fun. I think that is so important. So I'm glad you brought that up because I think that if you are just going through life and you're doing all the right things on the checklist, but you're not enjoying life, what's the point? Yeah, that's actually, um, that's been a big part of my research over the last couple of years. Um, just recently, the the performance scientists have, well, it's the, the term was coined a little while ago, but it's become more and more popular. It's called autotelic. And what that means is when you do something for the love of doing it, that is actually the most powerful way to achieve peak performance. So when you only want to perform to achieve, to get to a certain goal, there are some people who can do that. There are some people who have the drive and the internal makeup to do that. But if you focus on the things that you really love doing, like if you're a skier, if there's a particular turn that you like the feel of, if you're, or if you're a golfer, you love the feel of the motion of the swing, that love of the process is the hugest uh, motivational driver, but it also triggers really, really intense feelings of presence and being engaged in the process, which is the most powerful way to perform. Yeah, I, I agree. So you mentioned to do something for the love of doing it and love the process. So, you know, everybody globally, um, and we both happen to live in Utah, and Utah just had a warning yesterday about our COVID. And it's, it's increasing, and it's, you know, causing a lot of stress and trauma for lots of people, whether it's that they are affected, they know someone who's affected, or the economic repercussions. So there's a lot of stress in the world right now. That are going around. So do you have any suggestion for somebody who feels overwhelmed and stuck and they just, for instance, got let go from their job and they just encountered this trauma 
and now they're trying to do something that they love or be happy again. Yeah, I'm, the suggestion is pretty simple. Find a breathing exercise, a meditation exercise, or yoga, or tai chi, something that you do on a daily basis that helps you feel calm and helps you feel present is huge because the tendency is when we get in a stress situation, what happens is our emotions go up, our brain waves go up, our anxiety goes up, and all of the healing frequencies in our brain and the way they trigger things in our body are all very low. As a matter of fact, uh, we heal the best when we're in uh, sound, deep sleep. But if you can access the lower brainwave frequencies like alpha and theta by doing meditation or breathing exercises, it's, uh, it's a powerful reset button and uh, a, a, like a battery recharge in times of stress because stress is way up at the other end of the uh, brainwave frequency scale. So if you think of uh, the lower brainwaves like a, like a calm lake and the higher brainwaves like a lake that's being chopped all up by wind, then uh, that's a good visualization of the difference in brainwaves. And the more the, the lake is calm, like you're doing meditation or you're, there's very little disturbance on the surface of the lake, the more you're recharging your batteries, the better you're healing yourself. And uh, it doesn't need much. Five to ten minutes a day can make a huge difference. And unfortunately, what I see is the tendency is just the opposite. If, we've, if we're stressed or you know, we've lost our job because of COVID or there's issues in the family, we tend to try to do more to get ourselves out of it. And you actually need to set aside some time where you do less. Do less. I love that idea. And I'm glad you brought up that it can be simple, five to 10 minutes. That's all it takes. Yep. And I definitely think that that's something that when people are encountering struggles and traumas and they are feeling overwhelmed, when you're feeling overwhelmed, you feel you have less time. And when you feel you have less time and less control, that's one of the big things that happens when people have traumas is that feeling of lack of control. You cannot control if you get let go because your company can't hold you because of COVID. That is something you are not con able to control right now. But what you can control is doing five to 10 minutes of a breathing or meditation exercise every day. And like Jeff was suggesting, if you start implementing into your life what you can control, little things on a daily basis that calm you down, you'll start to see opportunities start to unfold and you'll be able to create your own luck in the outcomes you experience after this trauma because you took five to ten minutes and that's such little time. I agree with you a hundred percent and uh, you know one of the interesting things about presence which is kind of the foundation for focus is the, the whole goal of meditating or doing Tai Chi or taking five to 10 minutes a day is to figure out a way to be present during that time because emotions pull you into the future or into the past and you have no power. You have no control when you're in the future or in the past. So when you're thinking or when you're emotional, you're always out of the present. So figuring out a way and, you know, there's a whole bunch of different ways to do it. And I always love chatting with people about all the different options. But 
if you can find something that resonates with you where you can be present for five or ten minutes a day, that is the period of time that you do have control over your life and it starts to spread into everything else you do. So staying present is really important. Absolutely. So now we've talked about some really exciting stuff. What do you have lined up for the future? Like as this 2020 um, is, we're, we're at like the home stretch of 2020 into 2021. Um, but what does life look like for you? And what do you have coming up? Well, I'm, I'm on a bit of a mission. I, I really enjoy, you know, what I do for a living, working with athletes, uh, helping them to strengthen their mental fitness to perform better. But uh, I've been on a mission uh, since this um, challenging world environment came in to help to be able to help more people with their mental fitness. So I've actually created an online mental fitness course that pretty much anybody could use. You don't have to be an athlete. Uh, there's a lot of athlete references, but it's not, you don't have to be an elite athlete or an Olympic athlete. You know, you don't have to be the quality of athlete that you are. It can be somebody who just likes to, you know, play golf once a week or go skiing once a week. The mental fitness course that I've created basically takes you through the steps of helping you develop your focus and then manage your emotions and do some self-assessments of patterns and then learn how to apply that to your life. So I'm uh, pretty passionate, pretty excited about that. And um, my big mission is I want as many people as possible to at least understand the basics of mental fitness and be able to do that for themselves. So I'm actually giving away the first module of the course, the focus module for free, uh, at least over the next couple of months. Anyway, I want to try to introduce as many people to how easy and how powerful mental fitness training can be. Wow. So you're giving away the first module for free. So I might, I might have to start doing that. <laughs> You definitely have to start doing that. So how can I find it? It's uh, The easiest way is just to go to my website, which is www.ggzap.com, and just go to the online course page and uh, just follow the instructions. There's a bright green button that will take you right to it. You just All you got to do is sign up and uh, create a password. And so the first module is actually nine video lessons, about five minutes each. And there's text docs and there's a quiz and there's some diagrams. So there's a lot of things to keep you engaged and to increase your knowledge. But yeah, the easiest way to get started is just uh, go right to my website and uh, click on the the green button and uh, you can get rolling right away. Amazing. And so we will have notes in the podcast when it's released so that you can just click on it and it'll bring you to the website which will be amazing so you can find it. So that's that's pretty exciting stuff to do because I, I happen to agree with you that I think that mental fitness at a time like this when people are encountering uncertainty and they feel like nothing's in their control, part of the mental fitness is calming yourself down and focusing on what you can control and that it, you can just let the stuff you can't just float away and you're not attached to it the same way. Yeah, that's actually interesting that you said that. So in each of the modules, um, so this isn't just a knowledge course. There are exercises in each module to help you develop the concepts in the course. 
So in the emotions module, there's an exercise called the separation exercise, and it uses a, a meditation technique to help people be able to separate from emotions, not try to repress them or deny them, but just be able to separate so they can feel like they're back in control and they're back present again. That is really interesting. Yeah, I do think separating is is very important. And it, it can be challenging for a lot of people because a lot of people have not encountered traumas in their life. And then if something unexpected happens, they don't know how to react and what to do. And your mental fitness plays a huge role in that. And um, that's part of the reason why I'm having this podcast. I've been a podcast host for the last three years after an unexpected trauma with my traumatic brain injury changed my life. Um, and luckily, even though my fatality report was written, I lived to be able to have this conversation with you, but I learned all these techniques and strategies. And I just feel like I would love so many people to be able to hear from amazing people like you, Jeff, and implement what we just talked about into their lives. Yeah, I think there's, there's so much great stuff out there that people can help themselves. And that's a big part of what I'm trying to do is I want people to become their own mental fitness coaches. I don't want them to have to rely on me or rely on you. Um, but somebody needs to show them the way so that they can start helping themselves and strengthening themselves. And I'm so glad you're doing what you're doing. Thank you. Yeah, people can help themselves. Exactly. Like I say, people can create their own luck. Yeah, and you know, my, my online fitness course is designed for people to be their own mental fitness trainer. It's designed to teach them and show them how they can do that for themselves. So uh, it's when it, when it comes to mental fitness, it's much better if you're assessing yourself and you're strengthening yourself than if you're relying on somebody to do it for you. Amazing. Well, do you have um, any last things you would like to share? I would say in this crazy time that we're all dealing with, it's just really important to make sure that you take a little time. Uh, you know, we talked about it a bit before, the, the term autotelic, when you're doing something for the love of doing it. Uh, with my athletes, I've kind of coined a phrase. It's called your smile source. So whether you are a world-class athlete or somebody who just likes to you know, goof around with golf or whatever, take a little bit of time over the next month or two and try to find the things that when you do them, no matter what the result is, it makes you smile. And if you start to really dive into that and expand on that and build on that, it can make a huge difference to the rest of your life. Amazing. I love the smile source. Yeah, my I had some uh, my I worked with a young group of ski racers at one area last year. They were 12 to 14 years old and they loved that we spent a whole day just going around the mountain and they were talking about the smile source for the next month. Yeah. Definitely, because it, it can be challenging when you hear so much advice and there are so many intelligent people out giving wonderful advice on the key dynamics of mental fitness and being able to focus, deal with emotions, which is all great. And other people can say that as well. But making sure that while you're trying to do all these things to better yourself, because everyone wants to better themselves, you find that smile source and you enjoy your life. Exactly. Well, thank you so much 
for coming on the show and I will talk to you soon and maybe in the spring play some golf. That would be awesome. And, and thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it.